calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello and welcome back to Extended Play, where we get to chat for a couple of weeks about the games that have come out once we've all had a chance to play them. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about Catherine, which has just come out in Europe. If you're one of our American listeners, then you'll probably have been playing it for a while now. But uh, nonetheless, obviously if you're worried about spoilers, then I'd suggest you don't listen until you finish the game. Because we are going to be talking a little bit about the endings and we're going to be talking a lot about what happens um, over the course of the game as well. Um, as always, send your feedback to extendedplay at IGN.com and we'll read it all out next week. So, how much have... Oh, sorry, I should really introduce who's here. Um, with me is Tom Butler. Hello. Dan Kilby. Hello. Making a special guest appearance. And friend of IGN, Stace Harmon. Hello, hello. So, how much have we all played of Catherine? I'm up to the fifth level now, so I've just defeated the uh, bride... Uh, boss. Oh, I don't, you don't defeat the bride, you just run away from her. Right. There's, okay. there's no defeating. Okay, okay. <laughs> Dan? Um, I'm sixth level, third floor. Or is oh, it that's sixth hard, floor, third level? Yeah, it's been the hardest one yet. It's the first one I've had to consult a guide. Is this the, uh, the, the, um, the ones that's just puzzles rather than chases? Uh, it's the one where you have to start pulling them out towards you a bit more and edging round and that kind of thing. Mm. And Stace? And I've completed it. Um, on normal. So on normal? On normal. Wow. Yeah, I am bloody-minded and stubborn, and I sat there for 20 hours and finished it on normal. 20 wow. hours. It took a long time, but yeah, it's well worth it. I finished it uh, twice in one day. Yes, all right. I did, uh, <laughs> I did easy, though. I completed it on easy, and it took me 10 hours. Mm. And I was off sick earlier in the week, and I just decided to blast through it again on normal just after I finished it, so... That's uh, the second time, but it's much easier on normal, by the way, once you go back. Really? Yeah. Is it much different? I mean, what, what changes between the two? Basically, just the options, like the number of ways to get up. Essentially, I'd say. Okay. Like yeah, there's, I think there's, there's more blocks. Yeah, I think the um, like the early levels on normal. When you play them through the first time, I, I think I was getting like silver medals. I didn't get a single gold medal on my first playthrough. But then you go back, having learned all the tricks and all the mm-hmm. techniques, and straight away it's much easier. Gold medal, first level. So it's um, yeah, I think it's just the as Kez was saying, the kind of the the method that you have to use to 
get up the tower and it's not just putting one block out it's maybe putting three blocks out to get right. just one one step up kind of thing and I was also thinking ahead a lot as well isn't mm. it because like towards the end um, towards the end on normal the, the puzzle start, it starts getting to the point where you have to think not just about how to get to the next bit but how to get four or five levels up so you end up constructing towers and pushing stuff out and running away from collapsing ones mm. it's, wow. it's, it gets it gets. I love the puzzle elements actually but I started off hating them like properly hating them because I couldn't do it so what were, what were you enjoying more more of the story? I was obsessed with the story, yeah, completely obsessed with the story. Like I really wanted to see how Vincent was going to wriggle his way out of of another day, essentially. Uh, but I was kind of tolerating the block puzzles. But then as time went on, it's kind of Stockholm syndrome, really, mm. because I got so kind of uh, got punished so often by the block puzzles. I kind <laughs> I of think, got really I, into. I think into that's them. a point to make, really, for anybody that hasn't started to play it through yet. If you, they are listening to this, that normal isn't normal. If you if you play game if you've been playing games for any length of time and you think I'll play it on normal just because that's what I always pick, <laughs> normal is not normal difficulty. <laughs> Easy is normal difficulty. They should have just relabeled that and it should have been normal hard, hard and, and nightmare or something yeah. like that. But but yeah, it's um, so there's no shame in putting it on easy for sure. It's uh, it will save you some sanity definitely. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's got eight endings. You can always play again on normal. Mm. Yeah. Have you been playing on normal, Tom? I started off on normal and then gave up after the first puzzle or two, I think, and put it back to easy. But only because I then found out that most people were playing it on easy, and so the shame was taken away. That's the thing, isn't mm. it? It's the shame. Like most people, as you say, most people I've seen on Twitter and stuff have been playing it, having to play it on easy first time through. Have yeah. you been playing on Easy, Dan? Oh, yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to touch normal. Not, not the first time <laughs> around, anyway. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for how hard it was going to be at all. Um, so what's Catherine actually about for us? Because it's, it's very easy when you, don't, when you haven't played it to see it as like a moral tale, right? You're choosing between sexy, sexy Catherine and, uh, you know, wants to marry you and have babies Catherine. It seems like kind of a moral thing about what the right thing to do is. But is that a fair assessment of the game, Tom? God, I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what it's about myself, to be honest. Um... I'd say that the most interesting thing for me is actually being interested in what's happening in the story. Most of the, most games I play through, a story is sort of secondary to everything else for me. Skip. Uh, yeah. Skip. So uh, so for me, it's all about following the story and uh, and making those decisions. Like there's bits where you're sending text messages and you're literally like, oh god, agonising on whether it's the right thing to do, <laughs> and that's just ridiculous. A text messaging simulator. Like, what is that all about? <laughs> Um, so, but I, know, I read Stace's piece on the site, and I thought that was a really interesting way of looking at it. So maybe over to Stace. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm I'm not so convinced that it's about morals, really. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things that say that it is. Obviously, there's this element of of you cheating on your girlfriend and that kind of thing, which there are moral issues there, of course. But the game, I don't think necessarily beats you over the head with it. And even there's a there's a meter that. The, the kind of good and evil freedom and order whatever you want to call it meter that that changes whenever you make a particular decision about something um, that suggests that again that it's a, a moral thing but I don't actually think really that it is I think there's it kind of wants you to think that, that it is but I think actually it isn't I think there's more going on um, and also the, you can only you can only influence the story so much with the choices that you make yeah. the story is going to play out regardless of what you do it's going to play out in different ways of course depending on what you do but the basic, uh, the basic points of the plot are the same. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the moral element comes from your own interpretation of it rather than the game saying what you're doing is wrong or what you're doing is right. Did you ever feel like it was judging you, Dan? Per not not personally. Um I kind of I've I kind of felt a lot of empathy with um Vinny. Mm. 
Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that you become Vinny. <laughs> um, and you, I don't know, you, you kind of, I, I feel like if anyone should be judging, it should be the player in a way. Um, but just the way I felt towards him, you, you kind of get it. One thing I would have, I did think about the moral, the moral part is that everything happens very quickly. He kind of has this argument with his girlfriend and then just goes out, gets drunk and sort of cheats on her. So that that would be my only question as to... It does seem to happen to him rather than him making the decision to, to do these sorts of things. It's very, very sort of ambiguous. You often feel panicked for him. Like he's fallen into this, this situation and it's almost just outside of yeah, his control. It's happening around him. Um, but I think that's kind of... I'm not going to say too much about that, but that's part of why I say it's not necessarily about morals really because that's a very pertinent point that you've just raised and, and when you get further on in the game you'll see that there's yeah. perhaps some relevance to that. Yeah, um, there's, 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 a, there's a bit of the, near the end that draws that into kind of clearer focus. It reminded me a little bit of reminded me a little bit of from Dust Till Dawn, the film that it kind of starts off as one thing, and you, you're playing through it or you're you're watching it, whatever, and then it gets to a certain point, and it all goes a bit batshit mental. And but <laughs> but yeah, but it, and yeah, it still works. You get to the end, and you think actually, even though that was not what I was expecting it to be. Um, it really worked. So, yeah. so you're saying it gets even more mental than even, it yeah, <laughs> even more mental than corpse brides and ba- bloated rams, babies and yeah, even more mental. I think it's the bomb with the tongue that oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's really freaked me out. We're going to chat about the bosses in a second, but just um, br- briefly before we do, I mean, on just going, just skipping back to that point about judging you. I think the the one point that you you kind of feel like you are being judged is when you get that decision to make in with the the, yeah with the, the two pieces of string for want of a better word um, but the ropes of morality <laughs> there we, yeah. there we, go. We, we can tell who's the uh, who's a writer here <laughs> um, but even even then I don't I don't feel too harshly judged there was a point where I, I pulled the rope of morality and what was said to me was very harsh I was like well hang on a sec um but what's, what's the best question you've had in the confessional? Um, so far, this one confused me actually. It was, "Have you had to apologise to an ex-lover?" Ooh. And I wasn't sure whether that was, "Do you go back now?" She is, or he or she is an ex-lover. Do you go back and apologise, or did you just apologise during your relationship? So that would be my question. I think basically. even that. I think that again, there's that kind of interpretation element of there was the one I remember. Um, have you ever got so excited that you've had a nosebleed? And I know Kaz explained that. It's very much a Japanese cultural thing about the yeah. sexually excited, and and that's depicted in anime and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's basically if you've got a massive knob on, then you get a nose. Yeah, <laughs> but that was uh, <laughs> right, that was something that, that more sense. I kind of I remember once upon a time I was having an argument with a, a girlfriend a long time ago, and for some reason we were having this argument in the dark, and um, we turned the light on, and I had had a nosebleed while we were having an argument. Wow. Which was just really, wow. really, I didn't feel it, but there was blood all down my t-shirt and everything. And so I kind of thought back to that and thought, well, that excitement in terms of what? I mean, I was, wasn't sexually excited, but I was really kind of het up. So I said yes for that one. But it's, again, for me, it's that kind of interpretation thing. Yeah, so I, I had a, do you honestly consider yourself a pervert? Yes slash no. <laughs> wow, I wish I wasn't playing this next to my partner. Yeah. <laughs> also, the, the the horrible there was a horrible one, which was what do you do if your lover fo- if your lover falls in love with someone else? Do you let them go or do you try and get them to stay? And I thought, yeah. kill the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's that rope? But yeah, that, 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 there were a few difficult ones. Have you any good ones, Tom? 
Um, no, they've all been sort of fairly obvious ones to start off with, and I know it starts it's off quite gentle. It's yeah, every time you know. When oh, you is that yeah, right? Go through again, you get completely different ones. Mm. Oh yeah, they seem to be sort of fairly generic questions about babies and commitment and things like that, and quite obvious. Yeah, then. quite obvious. Does um, life begin or end? But it has caused a few arguments. Sat next to playing it with my girlfriend, like she she really enjoys watching it, the game being played. Um, for all the different elements, like the puzzle from the story and from the questions and all that sort of stuff. It's so rich and layered mm. and, and so many different ways to enjoy it that um, she does enjoy it. And she has got a little bit, why did you answer it exactly like that? And I'm like, oh, I didn't really have much of a choice. It was one or the other. Um, it's but, often not a yes or no question what they yeah, ask. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how they, they, they phrase them. But it's that, again, it's that kind of promoting discussion. It's not, it doesn't really have that much bearing I don't think there's particular questions on what's going on, but it's very much a, it just prompts that kind of discussion. As you say, if you're sitting there playing it next to somebody else, it's uh, that's going to have a much more impact than if you're sitting there playing it on your own, because you just go, oh, yes, no, whatever. Well, they're kind of deliberately ambiguous, like they yeah, for you sure. interpret it. So if, you are, if you've got a guilty conscience, then you answer them a certain way. And if you don't, then you answer them a different way. So that's the cool thing about it, really. It, it kind of leaves you to... Um, to pick up the pieces, but I mean, apart from being about morality, my 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 thing with Catherine is that I think it's about I think it's about being a useless young adult who can't make decisions, <laughs> which is something I can really relate to. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, you know, the, the whole kind of that stage of life where things just seem to be happening to you, and you know, you can't really seem to get anything together, and you don't want to get married and have children, and you're not sure whether you ever will, and whether mm. anything about your life will ever change, and whether all of that's fine or not, and you spend a lot of time in bars. This kind of whole yeah. sort of stage, I really felt Vincent was quite relatable in that way. Where you're, is, you're at that stage where you're not quite young enough to just be completely carefree, totally, but you yeah. still kind of feel like you should be, but realising that you need to start doing something about whatever it is, you know, that's coming up in this case, marriage and kids. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. A mid-youth crisis. Right, yeah, it's a crisis thing, isn't it? F- figuring out what it is you're going to do with your life. It's, it's quite a good place for a video game to go, I think, because uh, I think it's the right sort of age for mm. sort of the the general gamer now uh, and I, I think it's really good that, that someone's doing something like this even if it is in the most crazy way you could possibly imagine but I think that's the way you need to approach things like this because if it was a game about whether or not you're going to stay with your girlfriend and whether you're not that sounds boring as hell it is but throw it throwing yeah. sheep and giant ass monsters there <laughs> yeah. you've got me here. fire love at you yeah, yeah. <laughs> monsters the bosses are messed up they're terrifying as well it's actually the first boss I've played in a long time which actually has put me on the edge of my seat and it it, it really gets my, my pulse going and I will be swearing like mad at the, at, at the screen um, they've done the bosses really well I think, mm. I think- the baby boss Oh, the baby boss was horrible. And I think the most clever thing about the bosses, my biggest, I'm not a fan of bosses in games, first off. My biggest complaint about them is that you spend all this time with the game learning about what you need to do to progress and then suddenly a boss comes and you have to kind of unlearn that and just do what this boss is dictating you to do in, in order to defeat it. But with Catherine, they've actually woven beating the boss into the sort of like core gameplay. So all it is is essentially a variation of what you've been doing anyway yeah which i think is really really clever mm. it's, it's good isn't it it is yeah i think the the bosses i mean some of them are well they some of them most of them are quite heavy-handed in the the baby element or the, the bride thing that you're running away from but yeah, it's what, not exactly subtle is no it? it isn't it's not subtle at all but it's but then there's that kind of the the undercurrent of these are vincent's nightmares but they're Vincent's nightmares because of this situation that he's in that he, he can't make decisions and he's kind of paralysed by this indecision. 
but they are representations of the, of so certainly the bride one of somebody in his life that he loves and yet when you get to the end of that you give that bride a big fuck you and say yeah I've just got to the end of this puzzle and I'm so pleased that I have and you know and then you open the door and she gets blasted with this light and killed and you go yeah and then you think actually that was a representation of my girlfriend hmm what does that mean <laughs> go figure but yeah that's that's the point actually what do we think of the Catherines oh the the one that you're supposed to be committing to is su- such a whiny yeah uh, she's annoying she is annoying yeah. isn't she and the other one obviously is quite foxy but then ov- there seems to be something not quite right there as she's, well she's a bit Clearly unhinged like, yeah she's absolutely <laughs> second yeah um, you're not seeing anybody else are you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god don't rip my balls off so yeah he's in a rock between a rock and a hard place to be honest um, I don't know the game doesn't seem to want you to want either I don't think or is that just my interpretation of it I don't know I mean I, I, I don't I, I agree with you on both of those assessments mm. yeah um, but I don't, I don't know if the game's forcing you in one direction or the other basically the game's forcing you to do the right thing and then it makes well it feels like that anyway and then you start really thinking about it and there's something that happens just very close to where you are now um, which kind of turns the tables a bit and uh, makes you think that maybe Catherine with a K is not what she says she is and maybe she's messing around or maybe you know and that kind of changes it because then you start thinking is this relationship worth it like do I actually like her yeah like quite apart from doing the right thing because of you know the situation quite apart from doing the right thing do I actually like her I mean I think it's actually quite depressing if in real life those were your two options between them because ne- <laughs> ne- neither of them you'd you go for the girl in the bar right <laughs> yeah you would do Definitely. but you wouldn't want to necessarily have a long lasting relationship with her because yeah she's absolutely mental there is a th- I don't know if you guys have seen this yet but there is a bit when you're in bed with Catherine with a C um, and you, you have this thing where you know you wake up you seem to wake up every morning with her despite the fact you can't remember what happened the night before um, and in, her, in that really cute butter wouldn't melt kind of voice she says um, you know, would you rather I killed you or would you rather I died? What the <laughs> fuck? What kind of question is that? Yeah, yeah. There's no right answer to that question. Um, I'd rather you left that. my apartment, please. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, I think you're right. Definitely you're not necessarily... Both. They both have flaws. It's um, the whole honey trap thing, isn't it? Yeah, Like this sure. concept of they're just being this like really, really seductive person. You know, hmm. um, this doesn't really. It's interesting, of course, because there's three men in the room, and I'm a lady, obviously. Some of you might not know that, but uh, and it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to no, ask I'm you just, to prove it. Yeah, no, no, just, just take our word for it, right? Um, but yeah, the, the, I often, I often wonder whether there's any difference because playing it as a, as a lady, whether there's any difference between how I think about it, because I don't feel remotely judgmental. I relate to Vincent more than either of the women in that game, very much. Is, um, it, is it a game that could have had a fit player as a female option? Do you think? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I feel like Vincent. I think the I mean, the thing is, it's not the, the classic situation. Usually with women, is not I'm three timing. What do I do? Mm. Or two timing? What do I do? But I mean, there's certainly the, the the questions of commitment and of settling and all this stuff. It's it's just as kind of it's relevant for women in the same way as it is for men. I think, especially mm. for women who play video games, which are usually women of a certain age. So you know, my age ish. So women in their twenties who don't necessarily want the whole kind of house and suburbia kids and kids and marriage thing. And that's kind of a new generation of women, really. Like, is it a uniquely modern game? Is it a game about people who are, you know, this generation of 32-year-olds? I think possibly. I don't, I don't know, aside from the kind of mechanics of it and obviously the, the actual um, nuts and bolts of making the game maybe 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I think it would have... 
the Daily Mail would have gone nuts with it if they had. I mean, maybe they have with this one. I don't know, but it would have been this kind of game that was set up as a. Oh, this is a home-breaking game, and you know, how dare you suggest that you can go out and pick somebody up in a bar? And it's it's teaching kids to be irresponsible and blah. Because I think it's like fifteen plus rated. So, it is, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's. I think it is fairly a fairly modern game. I'm not sure that it could have been made. 10, 15 years ago. I don't think it would have had it would have worked the same way. I think if it was a if it was a woman at the centre of it, if you if Vincent was a woman, then he'd be choosing between lovely, dependable but incredibly boring long term boyfriend <laughs> and extremely sexy Ryan Gosling in bar esque <laughs> <laughs> new guy on the scene, I think. That would be the quandary there. That's the more and obviously, but they'd have to take the baby situation out of the, out you'd, of the you'd equation. Have to, you'd have to take the whole pregnancy thing out. Because that, could get weird, that wouldn't weird, really work. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the, 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 the choice there would still be between the boring life or the, the life of chaos. And that's really the thing at the centre of Catherine is do you want to fit in with society? Do you secretly like everything being kind of there for you and, and being part of the crowd? Or do you genuinely want to commit to chaos, which is essentially what you're committing to if you go with Catherine with a C? Because there's no predictability there. And she might kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it almost leading as well? Because he, Vincent's life, he's a bit of a sad sack. Like, he doesn't really have much money. He doesn't really have anything for him. So isn't it sort of forcing you to make that commitment almost? Because he doesn't, there's not really much of a future for him outside yeah. of the women, the woman that he chooses. Like There's also a, a young adulthood thing as well. In yeah. that what I'm rooting for Vincent to do is not choose between the Catherines. It's for him to take control of his own life and start fucking doing something and, you know, take control of his career and, and sort of grow up, really, just within himself, not even... In yeah, I think because he mentions a few times, doesn't he, that he's changed jobs. He's got a new job, and there, there isn't a lot of stuff in there about his job, about what he, you know. You get the sense that he works in IT and you know, software development, whatever it is. But he, he um, you don't see him at his workplace or anything. He takes a few phone calls, I think, from his from his boss. But so you, I think I kind of got the impression that he, he is doing something. You know, he's, he's changed jobs, which suggests he's made some sort of decision maybe that was forced on him who knows maybe he got sacked because he's a bit useless but it looks like he's trying to move somewhere in his life in certain areas of his life maybe but just not able to but he then kind of uses that as a bit of an excuse to not to not move forward in other areas he says I've just moved jobs I've got no money I can't marry her I can't get married like this you know but yeah you're right I think his relationship paralysis is just like one symptom of his general mm. like useless directionlessness in general but he's sympathetically directionless yeah no i think he is i think he's even if it's just because of the comical faces that he pulls when he uh, <laughs> <laughs> when he's in strange situations i love but, his faces you know, bulging eyes and stuff so the the people his friends around him and the people around him i mean particularly the the three guys that he's drinking with like begins drinking with every beginning of every night do you think that's do you think that's part of his personality like their elements of a personality that he should be trying to pull in because they're all quite different and they've all got quite strong character traits some of which he's missing like the experience from one guy kind of sort of like the careless nature of the other do you think you know if you combine those four you'd, you'd get the the transition into being a young adult to a full adult or uh, very possibly but then I think I guess the friendships that you have in real life I think you can it reflect that, I think, because you, you can be drawn to people that kind of have qualities that you don't necessarily have. Um, you don't, not all of your friends are going to be carbon copies of you. So I think definitely they, you know, they are set up. So they've, they've got these different aspects of personality that um, Vincent is lacking. And, and he has something that they don't have as well. You know, he's a bit more hopeful than one of them, but a bit more cynical than another, etc. So, yeah, I think if you put all those four guys together, perhaps they'd be 
a sterling bloke but <laughs> I think it, but I think it, it does also it kind of reflects you know certain friendships in real life as well I think it um it kind of highlights Vincent's deficiencies in a kind of quite subtle way that because mm. you've got the brilliant naivety of young Toby who's just like yeah I'm totally gonna not be a virgin soon <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Orlando who's like my wife was awful to me and and mm. so on and then you've got Jonathan who just is very mysterious and becomes less mysterious towards the end uh, but yeah, it's, I think they're a pretty typical group of, of young men, really, aren't they? In general. Yeah, they like to take that of Japanese video games. I think Tom and Dan are going to step out of the room now because Stacey and I are going to have a chat about endings. Um, as always, please send your feedback to extendedplayerign.com um, and we'll be chatting about what you think of the game next week. Uh, if you haven't finished the game and you don't want any chat about endings, switch off now and come back when you have. So what ending did you get, Stace? Um, I got the true freedom ending, which was basically, it meant that I didn't end up with either Catherine. Um, How and did you get that? Well, <laughs> Where was your ball? I got that by basically being fairly... I guess fairly two-faced, really, because I was fairly encouraging to the the slutty Catherine, um, the, <laughs> ca- the Catherine with a C, um, uh, and you know, kind of, I was quite happy for her to send me these text message pictures and stuff. But then when the Catherine with a K was texting me, I was quite caring. I was, you know, I was a bit <laughs> really quite selfish and just really, really kind of just looking out for what I wanted. Um, so I ended up actually with neither of them. And ended up going on a uh, a tourist um, trip into space, which was interesting. Oh, oh. as you do, oh, yeah, not as part of on. the game, but he just he's got a, he's, yeah, he's got he's a got poster a on his wall that um, eighty thousand dollars or eight eight hundred thousand dollars or something to get a, a trip into space. Um, and there's a little bit, kind of a voiceover at the end where Vincent says something along the lines of um, blah 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 blah, and in the end, you have to live your life for to do whatever makes you happy or something along those lines. How twee. Yeah, a little bit. So, yeah, I, I didn't end up with um, with either of them. What about you? <laughs> I got Who the worst end imaginable ending. I got what's called the bad cheater ending. Right. Like bad, as in not the good cheater ending, Yeah. but the bad cheater ending. Um, I basically, throughout the whole game, I was very, very nice to Catherine with a K and fairly dismissive to Catherine with a C, right? But then when I was doing the confessionals, I was going with my own feelings, mm-hmm. which were quite different to the role that I was casting Vincent mm. in. So in the confessionals, um, a lot of my decisions were based on what I want, which at the moment is not stability at all. Yeah. Um, and also my experiences, which are varied and not like Vincent's. Whereas the way that I was behaving in text messages and stuff and decisions I was making for Vincent were different. So I ended up right in the middle of the morality spectrum. Okay, So I ended up just very, very, very slightly towards the cheater end of the spectrum. And here's what happens for me at the end Vincent broke up with Catherine with a K but then and also he finds out obviously that Catherine with a C isn't real mm. but then he bullies Boss into making Catherine with a C into a real human and bringing her into this dimension and then he asks Catherine with a C to marry him <laughs> and then she says Where no did that come from? then she says no oh, and then no. Vincent gets run over by a bus Right. So that was my. That's ending. a pretty bad day. All it was know, really, it? really bad ending, and I was very. This is partly why I just went straight through it again. You know, yeah. I was like, I'm not satisfied <laughs> with that ending. I'm going to do it again. The um, have you got any idea how much at the end? You know, you go through these these freedom questions rather than the you're in, you're still in the confessional. Oh yeah, yeah. But you have the freedom questions rather than the the, the kind of the other standard confessional questions. 
Have you got an idea how much of an impact they have on the ending? Because you get asked a lot of questions, and I don't believe they can all... Because I, I was pretty much where you were on the scale, which is a bit... Because I, yeah. you know, I was pretty much slap bang in the middle. I think I, re- I read about this, and apparently the five questions, each one of those changes the ending. So whatever you answer to each one of those changes the ending that you'll get. Right. So you can answer four yes and one no, three yes and oh, two okay. no, so on and so on. It changes it every time. Yeah. But you, what you go into it with, like the scale that you go into it with also modifies it. Yeah. So I think if you go in, I think you can only get three or four of the endings if you just answer those five questions differently with the same morality at the beginning. Right. It's interesting though, isn't it? Yeah, it is very interesting. Yeah, and I, I will go, well, I'll definitely go through it again and... And see if I get a different ending. And, you know, I'll probably be deliberately... I kind of feel like the first playthrough for me was the, like, the true playthrough. Same, it was yeah. a little bit like... Oh, um, I've got a sucky ending. Yeah. You got the best ending. <laughs> I, yeah, I was, I was... I don't know, I was quite That sounds like the that. best ending it to was, me. I think given the, given the circumstances, given the fact that both, both the Catherines are quite flawed, as is Vincent, that it's probably best if they all just call it a day and, <laughs> and go their separate ways. Um, and, yeah, I think I'd, I'd like to go through it again and see kind of how that how that differs, but... And make I would be making choices that I probably just to get a different ending. I'd be making them deliberately. It's a bit like for me. I think it's a bit like Heavy Rain. That your first playthrough is the pr- kind of your true playthrough, and then you go through it just to try and see different stuff. But totally, yeah. Like I was, I would, to be honest, I was slightly tempted to YouTube the endings, and then I thought mm, I haven't done it, and I probably probably go through it another two or three times. Mm. Not the whole game, but I'll go through mm. the ending another two or three times. And then I probably will YouTube the rest just because I'm not going to play the entire game again just no. to look at an ending. Yeah. That you know is artificial anyway, but I think you also well, I don't know how much difference it makes, but it supposedly the decisions that you've made and where your meter is during the game um is I think is supposed to impact on the the kind of little internal monologue things that Vincent does when yeah. you get art when you're in a particular situation because your meter comes up at that point yeah. and it, it kind of shows where it is and then I think depending on where you are there it, he is then thinking different stuff which is, doesn't necessarily change the ending but it does change the experience slightly depends how interested you are in the narrative but you know it's that's weird as well like second time through I started replying you know those picture messages that Catherine mm. sent you I started replying with just like nice <laughs> like <laughs> more pics please and uh, that totally didn't go well because I was trying I was trying to get I was trying to get a bad boy um mm morality yeah. rating basically but every time you're nice to Catherine with a C it puts your blue rating up if you're yeah. nice to Catherine so with a C so you have to be just so it, the problem out, before is I was, I was being mean to Catherine with a C and mean to Catherine with a K um, and that, that apparently will give you the, the bad boy endings right. but if you encourage one of them and are mean to the other then so yeah, yeah see I was, I was encouraging both of them because <laughs> I'm a slut <laughs> <laughs> evidently I want, I want stability and freedom there you go brilliant <laughs> oh, the, the eternal quantity. what a top man <laughs> <laughs> well that's about it for extended play um, on Catherine please 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 tell us your thoughts on this game because obviously it's, it's a brilliantly thought provoking uh, game and also a lot of people don't like it so I'd be interested to hear from, from any of you if, you if you think it's a bit shallow or if you really hated the characters which is something else I've heard um, email us at extendedplayerign.com and we'll be discussing what you think next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. 
And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.